0: Another episode of Moose Mike. And today, we are going to talk about new media and new streaming platforms. Yes, the one and only Quibi. My name is Arthur, and today I'm joined by my co hosts, Rodrigo. Hey guys. And Stafford. Hello. I have to let both of you know that I don't see the video, so no need for hand waving.
1: <laughs> oh, well, yeah.
0: <laughs> just, you know. Just on, you know. It's method
1: acting, it's method acting, gotta get into character, you know, I'm on, a, yes. I'm on a recording, I'm on a podcast, okay, what's my motivation?
0: Exactly, <laughs> uh, what am I, I'm a podcast host, yes, so today we <clears throat> are going to talk, you might have heard about a Quibi uh, streaming platform made for cell phones, Exc- exclusively for cell phones I might add. And sure, mm-hmm. again, we, all of us watched a few episodes of a few shows on Quibi. We got a free trial, and we're here to give our opinion on it, talk about it. Is Quibi the future of streaming? Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. No, right. like, in, in that aspect, well, you know what? Let's start by saying, like, what what do we watch? Like, what each of us watch in, in Quibi, mm-hmm. and let's see, like, what, what is the kind of content that you can expect from this platform, you know?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to start, Rodrigo?
2: Um, yeah, sure, so right from the get go when I opened Quibi, like I noticed there was a huge amount of like reality t v kind of thing or more reality based kind of stuff because even in the announcements or in the trailers that they were showcasing in YouTube and whatever when when some of that uh appeared on my screen, like I thought it was more like a cinematic kind of thing, and i'm I'm not saying there isn't, but I think it's mostly. A reality-based documentary kind of thing, uh, ch- kind of stuff right now. I don't know if it has something to do with the coronavirus, um, uh, hitting and like that delaying some of their productions. But uh, right from the get-go, that's what I I noticed. So the first show that I watched was Elba versus Block. That is Idris Elba versus this car racer guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it at all. Like <laughs> I-, I thought it was like um com- completely unnecessary. You know, like. Mm. Uh, and even like he says it in the second episode like he says like oh yeah they will never let an actor do this and and with <laughs> what with reasons you know like like mm. what the hell like for example in the second episode like the the challenge or something is like going through a ramp uh with the car and then like smashing it to another bunch of cars and the racer guy he's like dragging like a medical thing mm-hmm. uh with his own car or something and then Idris Elba is like in a high fancy car or something and they just match it and that's it you know and, and you can also like you can even see like the production is worried about this guy you know so yeah. for me it was like so So what's the point of this show you know
0: Why like, is, hmm. is Why is... <laughs> wow. like I don't know yeah. if it has
2: something related to like Idris Elba now appearing in the Fast and Furious like franchise or something I guess. I that's probably it, what it is
0: yeah movies? that's what crazy I just
2: thought it was so freaking stupid man like I, I, I had to quit that thing like I, I felt <laughs> and also the thing is like as if it's like a challenge game show kind of thing. Like I thought there was like an angle, right? Like, like right from the first episode, I was like, okay, so what's the point of the show? What's what's the angle for this thing? Like the the guy that wants like donate to a charity or something. And I I I think it never got clarified what's the point of the show. So that's why I'm not engaged at all mm-hmm. with that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I felt every time, that, and I'm I'm going to maybe repeat this with each show that I watch. But most of the things that I've criticize from Quibi is that I, I don't feel I'm watching a show is I feel like I'm watching the trailer for the show every episode you know like I'm, I feel like I'm watching kind of like the preview on YouTube okay. and I need to go into the
0: web browser to find the actual full episode that's you know? funny because I have a completely opposite experience oh really I have the completely opposite because I didn't watch any reality shows I just watched narrative content it's all I watched and I have like the completely opposite experience of that
2: what what did you watch because probably mm-hmm. like there was some of so them before that, that getting we... to
0: what i watched i just want to say some things here first the experience of using quibi as a platform was pretty interesting Yeah. because you download it and you log in right yeah and, and once you do it's almost like if you have snapchat right it's the stories like the story part of Snapchat, where there's a bunch of like stories from vice stories from tmz stories and like just a bunch of like huge banners with each show, mm-hmm. you, like it's, it's, I, it's, I didn't, it was weird, you know, it's like I it was browsing Snapchat and I couldn't really like, browse for what I wanted, so I had to kind of like be lucky to find a show I wanted, but I did, I found a horror show. Yeah. Which The, the Sam Raimi thing? Sam Raimi's, yes, the Sam Raimi yeah, that, horror show. The anthology, right? Yeah. Anthology series, which, which the thing I grabbed me was Sam Raimi. And, the thing about it, it was, like, it, the premise of it, if you guys haven't watched it, right, it's a tale... Is it 50... It's a 50-state horror story, I think, the name of it?
2: Yeah. For for each state of the U.S., for like, there's, like, of the three US, episodes.
0: There is a story, right? And I watch one and a half stories. So, because I, I watched, like, a full, like, four or five episodes. And then I watched another two and another story. It was strange, because it, it, it didn't have the issue of, like, any word I was going into, right? But the content, the content itself was strange. Because, one, I didn't really see anything that I got out of the episode being, oblig- like, one, being divided in, like, eight to ten minutes chunks, and then two, being cell phone-based. I Honestly, like, for the Sam Raimi show, I feel like if Everything was like a thirty-minute episode instead of like five eight-minute ones. Uh-huh. It would have been so much better because some episodes just feels like nothing happened. It's 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 high-budget internet content. It's something. Are, are like you talking about? Shows.
2: Are you yes. talking about the the Golden Arm? Golden American Arm story yeah. with the, the Viking arm. guy. That yes. yeah yeah yeah.
0: The Golden Arm. The, the... And again, just less uh, criticism, criticism, to quibby, but more criticism to. Sam Raimi. I'm sorry, Sam. But that was a really weird choice to have a start as a documentary for the first two episodes. Didn't go full in horror oh. short for the other two episodes for the last two. Cause it went from like, Oh, there's a documentary people that need a couple talking about them after their passing to a straight on horror show. I felt a bit taken back by it. Yeah.
1: Very jarring.
0: But to, But yeah, very jarring. But Quibi itself. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Like, why is this not a regular... Like, again, the other show I watched, I just watched the one episode because I really couldn't bear watch more because it had the same issues. Right? I could I'm sorry, I could It had the same issues. Which was actually a well-timed episode if considering current events. But it was pretty much about this ex-soldier who was being accused of being a cop killer. What's the name of the show? I have no idea, man yeah it, it just rings up and that's the thing also did you, you it, know, it, like, exactly that's the thing like like it's not
2: it's not memorable it's really yeah. not about that it is
0: memorable and then like it's about this guy that it's being accused of killing a cop but he says that he didn't and there's the whole department after him and they're all, all in SWAT gear but then Lawrence Fishburne is there and he's not in SWAT gear he's just in his regular clothing. And he's the good guy cop because he's also black. So he doesn't want to kill the black guy.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I also saw that one. Like, I, it, it was weird.
0: It starts with, like, truck chase, right? It's a. Yeah. And again, the show had an interesting concept. Like, I would have, like, if it was a 30 minute, 40 minute thing, I would have watched it, right? But then I mm-hmm. watched a five minute car chase, two minutes of Lawrence Fishburne going after a guy on the elevator, and then the episode ended right and i i think that's the issue
2: with we like as a right. whole is like, it I think yeah the, the thing that i cannot complain in general is that some of their shows are interesting in the concept mostly the ones that are not reality based because if you see the ones that are reality based are like cheap e entertainment kind of like ripoff like i saw that they're doing like uh kardashians kind of thing that i don't know why the fuck would you do another kardashians thing like um, the
0: Actual
2: Kardashians, yeah, yeah like, like something about a twin brother or something. I think it's like a parody or something. But the actual Kardashians are like, like involved in somehow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Like Fucking I even work it at, in at, at, in Latin America, mm-hmm. and like I, I don't get like the appeal of these shows. But yeah, I think like the narrative content, like they have some, some stuff that is interesting. The thing is like the format they present it. It makes it not memorable, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm like taken aback. So for example, I also watch, uh, I donkeys and like the stranger, uh, survive, like these series that are like super cinematic, like you can see the budget was like, stupid for these shows. Oh yeah. And then like when it's delivered, like it's, it's not that appealing, you know, like, because Mm -hmm. it, it takes you back from the experience because you only have six minutes and as, as Arthur mentioned, like there's some parts where those six minutes is like, nothing is happening. Right. And if you watch it in a, in a TV show it could be like character development but in this it's just like so i just watch a full fucking episode where
0: nothing happens Mm -hmm. and it makes me quite like like, and there's times like two episodes where nothing happens Mm -hmm. and like yeah do i watch a third do i stop here
1: when you've got that two episode lull it's sort of like you're like rolling the dice it's like is it gonna get better is something gonna happen like you don't know right like if you've one episode goes by slow it's like okay maybe it was just a slow episode right Maybe they did character development and for an episode or something. I, think I don't they're
0: doing know. So much more by being like 30-minute like regular streaming because let's be honest here, they clearly have the money to make their own originals,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Yeah. They, they like they like they have to have the money because like they had, a, as you mentioned, a show with Idris Elba. They had. Yeah. that had the Sam with Raimi it. produce a horror show. Yeah, the one um, the one Liam that I Hanford, saw
1: had yeah Liam Hemsworth yeah. Worlds. They yeah.
2: have uh, Sophie Turner. Like, the, the, all these
0: people are big names. Yeah, I, mean, the show, of I mean, let's talk about the show we both just talked about, right? There's, like, the first epi- the first six minutes of the episode is what probably is a super expensive car chase through L.A. Yep. Yeah. And also, they have Lawrence Fishburne, a pretty expensive actor. So they clearly have the money to their own originals. And I got the feeling that they, they went for the cell phone thing for the gimmick. Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, because you...
2: You can do the flip thing of like, you can watch it in vertical yeah, or horizontally, but so like, I don't
0: see the point. Yeah, like they didn't structure their show. Like the marketing's there, the gimmick is there, but their shows are not structured to be five to 10 minute snippets. It's, they're not structured. Like there's like, it feels like they bought a bunch of shows or they recorded a bunch of shows and then they did the editing to fit Quibi. Instead of making the shows for Quibi, they, want, they were going somewhere else didn't went to Quibi. That's how mm-hmm. I feel watching them.
2: Right. Yeah, because well, I, think... I noticed, like, there, there's some of the shows that when you flip the phone, because also, like, and I'm going to make this comment quick and we can dive in, like, later maybe, but who the fuck watch, like, their videos or their things, like, in vertical? Like, I don't get one, it, like, for me. One, one, one? <laughs> no, I, I don't get it. Like, I, especially if it's something cinematic, I wouldn't watch it in vertical. But, right. like, I noticed that in some of the shows like when you, you switch to vertical view, some of the shots lose quality. And also mm-hmm. like uh there's there's some bad cuts, you know. Like I, I think in Survive the show with Sophie Turner, when I flipped at the moment, like half of the half of her face was like cut off from the shot, you know. Jeez. But if you flipped it in the horizontal way, like you can see the full shot, you know? But I, mm-hmm. I, I just find it like a weird cut that they're making with the, with the gimmick, yeah. you know?
0: does not feel like it was made for them, but Steph, what have you watched? Tell me so, um, game. I
1: watched uh, um, the most dangerous game because it popped up, and I'm familiar with the book and the original movie from like mm-hmm. the freaking 60s. Um, unfortunately, I have not seen it, but I'm familiar with the concept, and I was interested to see um, like a modern update to it. And like, so I noticed kind of the same thing you guys noticed like, super cinematic. Super high budget, right? I think that was Liam Hemsworth. I think is was the guy. Yeah, yeah. Liam
2: Hemsworth.
1: right. Yeah. So like you know, high profile actors. You know, just like the the shots, the cuts, the way like the sets and everything. Like it's all it's all high cinematic, like Hollywood level content. But, and actually, with that one in particular, I felt like the pacing was a little bit better so maybe that was one of the shows that like was made for for Quibi specifically or or something because i didn't i didn't really notice like the the episode that was like you know kind of slower the like the second episode is basically all character development so like the first one sets up this this like hey you know i mean big big spoiler for a concept that's you know 60 years old um big you know he's he's basically going to get hunted by some rich person like that's yeah. that's a thing um and it sets that up like, and it's this really tense 7 minutes where he's in an office you find out a lot of like character information about him really well like it's but that's like well layered in instead of him saying like walking in and saying yes hello other character i have cancer my life sucks i have debt it's it's actually like peppered in really really yeah. well throughout this like 7 minute um conversation that's also like really really tense and like I actually I was actually very interested and then the second episode it does the like you know previously like a day you know days before or whatever and you get then it's basically an entire seven minutes of, of character uh development and backstory for you for this lead that I felt like it was slower but it was at least still like I still felt like The pacing throughout that was still good and like again I got the information out of it and it like it it wasn't I I didn't feel like completely cheated by the experience um
2: yeah I also watched the most dangerous game and Mm. I think uh like the only thing that I felt I I I also like agree with you it's one of the highlights from Quibi Mm -hmm. but I the thing that I felt with the thing is like yeah it has the production value and the cinematic and all that kind of stuff you know But I felt it was like a movie that they just cut off, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. like a whole timeline of The Most Dangerous Game. Mm -hmm. And they were just like hitting the eight uh, minutes and it was just like, okay, cut there. This is the second episode. Eight minutes, cut there. This is the third episode. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I see it as a movie, like I don't see it as a series uh, Mm -hmm. that you, like I, I wouldn't say to, I don't know, like a friend or somebody, hey man, like you need to watch The Most Dangerous Game. Like this series is awesome, you know, like. For me, it will be more like a, oh, it's like a blockbuster kind of thing that you can watch on the weekends. Kind of like the distraction from uh, from Netflix, you know? Like, just yeah. have some fun and that's it. But if you have to, and, and I know it sounds like a first-word problem, but if you have to play for the movie to keep going, like, it becomes kind of annoying. Especially if you're watching it in your phone.
0: Right is why structure is so important, right? It's not just like, it's just it's not just like a first-word problem, but it's like, one, you are getting like, it's, let's say, okay, let me give an example here, right? Game of Thrones, most watched TV show of all time, right? Probably. Let's say, instead of having a 15-minute mm. episode, like it does, we have a 5, ten, five, five to 8, 10-minute episode, right? So you have the first episode. The first episode, it's... What's the first episode? It's... For anyone who watched the first episode of Game of Thrones, it's Robert arriving. Office no yeah right it's the white no, walkers it's the white walkers like the, the first start, thing that we see is the you white Walkers. we have the white walk we have an eight minute episode of the white walkers ending with the guy that survived getting head chopped off credits beautiful it's a great first episode right well second episode it's robert arriving and you have five minutes of him and ned talking and going to the crypt and talk about nothing well
2: no if if you're putting that example it's it's actually like worse you know because it will be like the first eight minutes of the first episode well well, not even the first like the whole first episode will be like the white walkers then the second episode will be like presenting the stark family and in the same episode like cutting the head of the the deserter from the brotherhood Mm -hmm. and then the third episode will be like okay forget the other two episodes now we're going to move into a a different storyline and you have to watch like a thousand episodes to just... So yeah, that's what I'm talking thinking.
0: about, right? Like, that's how it feels to watch a Quibi episode. Mm-hmm. Because all these events, they make sense if you watch them in 50 minutes. But if you are watching them in five minutes, there's credits. And then there's an intro. And there's... There's only... There's an intro and there's credits in between mm-hmm. each episode. So you can't just, like, binge the whole thing. Like, yeah. Let me so, give you another example here, right? You have, like, a lot of internet content. Oh, I'll get you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of No, that's content, my career. on. Right? There's a lot of like, I don't know about you guys. I watched it. I, I used to watch. I don't watch it. I used to watch shit ton of internet content, and I'm gonna use again. I use it a lot as an example. Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. Red vs. Blue has the same issue as Quibi. It's five minute long episodes, that sometimes nothing happens. But there's one thing that Quibi does differently. the Quibi, that Red vs. Blue, Rooster Teeth does differently than Quibi. The credits on episodes of Red vs. Blue are really short, and there is no intro. So if you like it, you can just wait a month, all the episodes come out, and you binge it like a movie.
1: Right. Well, and also they they release them as – after the season's over, they cut them together into one big thing and release it that way as well. So if you're patient and you don't want – you don't like the five-minute experience, then just wait – like you said, wait a month. You know, there it is, right?
2: Yeah. Um... also I think like for example now that you're mentioning red versus blue like the, the question also comes into, into play with Quibi in the fact of uh, so we're already getting internet content in 10 minutes or less or even mm-hmm. like further and, and we get it with YouTube for example just, just as an example and YouTube in that sense is king so yeah. like why would I watch Quibi for five ninety nine with ads and seven ninety nine with without ads or, or something when I can watch all this shit for free you know because even when YouTube tried to make their own like, YouTube Premium or YouTube Red or... Like, at least from my perspective, I didn't watch any of those shows, you know? Because I'm like, why would I pay for something that is already free, you know? Yes. Even though they're doing, like, Square PewDiePie and all that kind of shit. Like, for me, I was like, yeah, but I can get the, the same guy doing his videos in his channel without having to pay any money, you know?
0: It's it's a weird spot that Quibi's on, man. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing. So, th- that is the thing, right? They for them to differentiate themselves from YouTube is that they have to have these five to eight minute episodes. Do what they're doing. Be cinematic. Feel like big budget productions. Mm-hmm. But the thing that YouTube has, they don't have is that a YouTube, a 10 minute YouTube video is structured like a 10 minute YouTube video. It's not structured like an hour movie that got cut into 10 minute pieces. Mm-hmm. Like where Quibi has the budget, they don't have the planning is what I feel like. Mm-hmm. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, so it's really I, weird
0: because I mind. Oh, go
1: ahead, stop. Well, I I mean that's okay. I basically just the so- talking specifically about like the YouTube thing. It's really interesting too because you look at um, you know you look at YouTube as as an example. Like chances are, yeah, Quibi like looked at. Oh, well, look at this internet content, YouTube videos. You know, people are going for shorter um, you know shorter snippeter snippier pieces of content except that's kind of not true in a way. People are drawn to content that is appropriately lengthed, which is the thing, right? On YouTube, you look at TED Talks, average, you know, 10 to 18 minutes. And actually, that's it. Is I actually went and looked this up as we were talking about this because I was curious. Like what, okay, does, does YouTube have like an optimal length? Well, the average overall is about 15 minutes in length for YouTube videos. But that's it is the top the top YouTube videos are usually around three minutes because they're music videos. Pretty overwhelmingly like top videos in YouTube are, are music videos. So that specifically is appropriately length to a music video is about three minutes long. Right. Well then, you know, Ted talks or, um, gaming shows or whatever, all have various different lengths of content that they average specifically because it's not about, it's not about like, okay, what's the best video length period? like, okay, people, all people want short content because the top 50 YouTube videos average three minutes. So everybody, everybody must want shorter content. No, what it is, it's that everybody wants the appropriately length content. It's that for what you're doing, you have to take into account who your audience is and what they're going to want. Netflix originals usually do longer than average TV episodes, right? Because they don't have to, so they do an hour and instead of it being an hour with commercials, it's just an actual hour, Right. And they're holding, you know, people love that stuff. People eat, eat Netflix originals up because it's appropriately length. It's not that it's, you know, shorter or longer or that people are craving any specific kind of length. It's that they want it to be appropriately length. And I feel like Quibi sort of missed the mark. They were like, oh, people want short. People want mobile. People want, you know, they, these are all this. This is the, the bandwagon that we can jump on for, you know, oh, all these trends and and this and that without thinking about well no, you know, actually they're the like looking at the reason for those trends, right? The reason the statistics are showing that way on a macro scale is because of certain specific micro trends or micro examples and if you don't think about the specific micro examples for your audience, then following the macro trends is pointless. You're you're chopping your legs off despite your face, you know, or whatever. Well,
2: I Go also ahead. think that in that sense, like it's kinda of like what you're saying, like they underestimated like the customer and, and just like by investigating some marketing stuff, like I'm not saying oh I would have done it better, like in not not fucking right, right? But if like we if, Kiwi- if we ran Quibi. If we ran Quibi like done. Yeah. There'll be no uh, more Netflix. We're going to make Quibi great again uh no but like the the thing is like i i think nowadays there's a lot of businesses and a lot of um just people that are trying to be entrepreneurs or like business owners that are like what is my target oh yeah 25 to 35 millennials because they love like quick and they love mobile and they love internet kind of like what you're saying right but like the the thing is like th- they don't go into depth in like segmented by lifestyle, segmented by income, segmenting by everything that comes into play you know like they just mm-hmm. like they just see a mass of like young people equals to internet content or young people equals to fast I need it fast and I need it now you know mm-hmm. So I just think we just jump into the bandwagon and say like oh yeah. this is going to work and now
0: like they're fucked
2: in that sense you know
1: right right you want Well
0: me to
2: and Stefford
0: said the word I think it's Keith's bandwagon. It's, it, they jumped on a bandwagon. And you know what it feels like to me? Okay, I'm going to take you guys on a trip. It feels like to me when Christopher Nolan made those three Batman movies and they were all dark and gritty mm-hmm. and people oh, loved yeah. it. And then DC decided that every movie had to be dark and gritty because mm-hmm. that's what sells. But it sells for Batman. It doesn't sell for Superman. You know, right. YouTube comp- content, Let's like, style of content, it sells for PewDiePie. It sells for Smosh. It sells for YouTube creators. Mm-hmm. You can't just copy and paste it into a narrative. You need, like, as Stefford said, it's it's not the best time frame. It's the best time frame for your show. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. just again. You can't just get Game of Thrones, cut it, cut the first episode of ten, call it a day. Right. You, can't, yeah. you Can you Well, and, and well.
1: specifically too, something that I'm uh, is coming to mind with with regards to we're talking about like YouTube creators. The other thing about YouTube creators is that they're really agile, because because those those rules are constantly changing, right? Like, you know, a year ago it would have been, you know, hour long. Uh, what what sold for YouTube creators was hour long Let's Plays. Let's you know Let's Plays are a great example because they're they're all over the place. They, so they blew up right well and yeah and and then and then it's become well 15 minute episodes well then it's become 30 minute episodes well then eventually it'll go back to we people wanting hour-long episodes and it's going to the mark is going to constantly change and a system like quibi cannot there's like with the amount of money and the big budget that productions that they're doing they they could not possibly ever be as agile as a youtube content creator right, go ahead arthur
0: just a comment on the youtube scene specifically is that the thing about Let's Plays and, like, hour-long YouTube content, it, like, I the reason I don't agree 100% of that is that it be, wasn't an organic process. It wasn't people got tired of Let's Plays and hour-long content. So they started watching more 15-minute videos, and that became the... Ha- no, that's not how mm-hmm. it happened. There was a point, 2012, 2013, around that era of YouTube, where the homepage was mostly video games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was pretty yep. much just... Hour-long Minecraft let's plays, mm-hmm. and YouTube did the effort of promoting other things and even hiding those let's plays. Yeah, and this is one big complaint about YouTube is that the algorithm is really—it's not fair. It mm-hmm. promotes certain things and de-promotes others. So, it's not exactly like the thing. I think the thing—you know what—the thing that YouTube did pretty well is that they got the audience right. They got a huge audience, mm-hmm. and then instead of letting the audience pick what they wanted. YouTube starting subtly, but doing it, they started telling the audience what they wanted. Mm -hmm. So what they would do is, hey, look at this 15 minute video that's on the main page. Look at this 10 minute comedy sketch on the main page. Don't look at all these let's plays. Because Mm -hmm. why? Because a 15 minute video, you can put a lot more ads in a 15 minute video. You can get a lot more people to watch it faster, get more ad revenue out of it. The thing with Quibi is that Quibi never went through what YouTube did. Mm -hmm. Quibi never got the quote unquote loyal audience that YouTube did before they start playing around with it. Mm-hmm.
2: But but that's also the thing, right? Like the the thing that difference be with YouTube and we can go hours talking about like the difference between one and another is that like YouTube from the get go and maybe you can say it's not right or whatever, but like in in, in its core, like is content creator based, right? Like you can tomorrow you make your YouTube channel and make your own uh contribution to the platform. And then like you can do mental gymnastics and whatever for it to be successful or to promote it or whatever. The thing with Quibi is like, I think there's also the issue of like the underdog story, you know, like, because Quibi in this sense has never been the underdog. Like, and I, and I mean like financially, just a standpoint of view, you know, like if I'm receiving, uh, if I'm watching, for example, a YouTube video and I'm getting like four different ads of Quibi with Liam Hemsworth with Sophie Turner with all these big names and then like seeing the cinematic thing that they're doing like somehow deep in people's minds there's like okay like these guys don't don't need us for them to be successful you know yeah. or the, these guys are not the underdogs because they seem to figure out like that well that kind of stuff you know uh-huh. instead with youtube like it's like you can actually get to know maybe not the person itself but a character that this guy has developed for a bunch of years and you get attached to it and with the thing, it. yeah, and, and that's the thing also that I want to mention with one of the other shows that I watch. Like I watch uh, Thanks a Million, that is like a show that they have like six minutes having a celebrity give like I don't remember, like it's not a million, it's like ten thousand dollars or something like that. Uh, and they give it to a family or to a guy that is in need, but that person has to also like give half of that money to another person they know that is also need. Kind of like creating a a uh, chain of uh, favor kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I just, like, the thing is, like, I, I, I get the intent of what they're trying to do. The, the thing that doesn't get me into the show or the thing that doesn't get me into this whole movement that they're trying to do with the show is, like, all this time, people like Jennifer Lopez and, like, all these people have been, oh. like, these untouchable, like, marquee of, like, entertainment, you know? Like, we, beyond the scandals and beyond all that kind of stuff, like, we ha- we don't know them beyond that. So I think, even though, like, and, and I don't know them and probably will never, <laughs> will, right? And that, that's kind of, like, I think the mentality, like, they're so out of reach and they're so untenable that people don't get attached to them or they don't feel like it's genuine what they're doing, you know? Even even if it's, if it's genuine and if they're trying to make a change, but at the moment, it, it just feels like, cold you know you don't feel like that human touch in these kind of projects kind of and,
0: thing. It, and it it, like, it affects like the quality of the projects in a way as well because you guys you guys watch the show with Liam Hemsworth so you guys can speak better to me about this um. but, like one of the things that like, like we talked about this I think in our video game episode as well it's the same issue I had with Keanu Reeves on Cyberpunk 2077 which was I was watching the show about the guy running away from the cops right and then Lawrence Fishburne pops up -hmm. And he's like, it's not a care. It's not cop cop number B. It's not Michael, whatever the name care would be. No, it's just Lawrence Fishburne. Mm -hmm. Like the way they frame the shot, the way they introduce, like they start up by going like, it's it's just a random cop, but they start the camera behind him and follow him, then it's twisted to reveal that it's Lawrence Fishburne. The whole point of the character is that that man right there is Lawrence Fishburne. He wasn't the Matrix. Mm And that takes me out so much because like again if you compare it to like let's say uh, how Amazon Prime did Billy Butcher. How they got Carl Urban to do Billy Butcher. They could have gone Star Trek Carl Urban that everyone knows, but they gave him a different look and a different feel. So it wouldn't feel like it's just they're just getting Carl Urban. They're actually getting him to do a character. I feel like that's a thing with these should like they get these big budget actors, they promote them a lot. And instead of uh-huh. getting them to act and to be a character in a story, they're just kind of like their greatest hits. That's how I felt with Lauren Switchburn on the show. You guys, you guys watched one of Liam's uh, Liam Hemsworth. How was mm-hmm. that?
1: Um, I I felt like I felt like the characters were pretty well acted, um, and and I was able to like that's that's the thing is there's a, I well I, I will say there's probably a very purposeful choice with uh, with including Liam's, Liam Hemsworth uh, in a show about. Uh, people hunting each other uh, when he was in the Hunger Games I'm sure there was a connection there yeah. um, but I didn't I didn't feel like I didn't feel like it was any more or less genuine than any other TV show um, like yeah like Liam Hemsworth is an actor and he does other things but you know I like I, I was the way, that, the way that it was shot and written and stuff I, I did actually feel like attached to the character as as the character separate from like him as a person you know
2: um yeah no I, I think in that aspect as well like th- the thing is i don't know if that's a problem or that's a problem that we're ha- having at this point you know of it, it might like be like i'm born now no it, no, it no might, like it I...
0: might be my crazy goblins as well again i had the no. same issue with cyberpunk when i was watching it just to get back to video games like I was watching trailer for cyberpunk oh this is exciting this is fun is that keanu fucking reeves
1: right yeah yeah
2: yeah, no, I, I think, like, somehow we have borne out some stars because of, like, their recurrency in appearing. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing, like, now, instead of, like, having these... Well, well, more, more than having this, like, we're looking for these chameleon kind of actors, kind of like Gary Oldman that from movie to movie you cannot recognize it because of the makeup R- of
0: his R- aesthetic. Robert, pa- Robert Pattison.
2: Robert Pattison, yeah, it's, like, it's I shit. think the... the, the um, the trend is going into that direction, you know, like you want kind of like that, the attachment from the car. Well, not from the actor, but to see like a new character on screen and see like this story kind of develop and yeah. don't have like that flashy of, oh, it's this guy kind of thing, you know, Yeah. because so, I'm also in that vein. I, I I when when they're announcing, like, for example, uh oh, yeah. Adam Sandler had, like, this new 3D of the movies uh, with Netflix or whatever. I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to see Adam Sandler, you know? I'm not going to see, like, anything new or or something like that. I I know people will watch it. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm super into Adam Sandler, you know? But me, or at least I think the three of us that are here, like, talking, like, we're looking more into the stories and these characters and that kind of stuff. And sometimes the line between the actor and the
0: character seems really blurred in that direction, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Do a parenthesis. I, I another thing I did during this uh, time of quarantine is that I I attempted. I've made the attempt to watch uncut Jams Oh yeah, love it. Could not get past the first fifteen minutes. Man, I love it. You, yeah, do you actually? <laughs> yeah. Do you unironically enjoy that? Because I could not get past the first fifteen. Like when if like. I, I think perf- it's the
2: most genuine performance he has at
0: this point. Really. Because I I did not buy it. Like, again, I just watched 15 minutes of it. But his exaggerated accent. And, like, the fact that... I I watch movies without subtitles because I feel like if you need subtitles to watch a movie, you fucked up somewhere. And I'm not talking about, like... um, (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, there's a difference when you're watching a Japanese movie, a French movie, a Korean movie, and you don't understand the language. But if I'm watching a movie in English, I feel like you should need subtitles to understand what's going on in the movie. So I always, I made the effort to not watch movies with subtitles on. You can't do Devil in Cut Jams. The first 15 minutes of the movie, people talking over each other, like non, sort of shouting on top of each other. And you know what? It's real. That's how real conversations, in real life happens. We have a podcast. We know that. We talk over each other all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how things and we say happen. Sorry. And we say sorry. I always that's, say sorry. That's how things happen in real life, but it's a it worked that well in a movie like i couldn't yeah. understand I, I did not understand what was going on in that movie i, I quit halfway through like not even halfway nah. through. 10 minutes and i quit anyway that was my my hatch talk about uncut gems because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hatch you hatch take it off my heart
1: yeah well and that's um i mean it's it's interesting like you guys bringing up adam <laughs> sandler and stuff too right like this idea of the the typecast actor in a lot of ways and like I think I think it was I think I would I would say 2010s that was really important. I think I think that's it is I think about like okay like you think about like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is always just kind of some variation of Johnny Depp. Like the characters that he plays yeah, yeah, like Jack Sparrow kind of set the standard of like this is sort of what Johnny Depp acts. And and that's not to say that he's not a good actor. It's just that's kind of he almost got typecast in a way, right? Where like people only called him to yeah. play characters like that then. So then that became all he played. And then that started to bleed into other roles, right? Like if you, you know, it it just it becomes this kind of vicious cycle. And you look at like Tom Cruise is the same way too, right? You know, if Tom Cruise is in a movie, whether or not it's a Mission Impossible movie, that's the kind of movie that it's going to be, because that's what Tom Cruise does is he does action stunts and, you know, spy thrill, spy thriller action fight movies. Right. That's kind of his thing. Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah. Ni- yeah. Nicolas Cage is another. Like, I think that's it is that sort of for a while. And I would say probably throughout really all like 2010s or certainly early and then mid 2010s, that was kind of the way of things. And I think about like thinking about a lot of the movies that came out, a lot of the Hollywood blockbuster movies specifically that comes to mind. Um, And then, you know, now I think the trend is going more in the direction of, you know, and maybe honestly, I haven't done any, any hard research onto it. So maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, I'll admit, but I I feel like uh, intuitively feeling a trend towards like, no, yeah, like, narrative. Like, I want this story to be about this story, right? And, like, I don't want necessarily a huge name because it'll attract views or whatever, but actually, like, the right person for the role. Or or that's it, is I don't need this actor to always be the same. I want this actor to be this character in this project, right? And I think specifically what's happening, just overall media, really, is as media... Uh, as media and audiences become more um, sophisticated, right? Like media is now everywhere, right? It's in the, it's as we're talking about Quibi, right? It's in your pocket. It's in. So as there's more media, me right? Well, so as, as media is everywhere, people are also being more picky about what media they consume. And that's not to say that there isn't something out there for everybody. And there isn't somebody out there who will watch anything, but it's you're you're having to you're dealing with a much more discerning audience because the amount of hours in the day has not changed and in fact there's now more things than ever occupying our time so media is having to really fight for people's attention and i don't think the solution is to make media shorter as we're seeing with quibi that's kind of backfiring and obviously again netflix is releasing longer shows and still and holding an audience and doing fabulously well I think it's making the content better. It's it's making it like the people's people's tastes in media are getting more and more sophisticated.
2: Yeah, I think I relate to what you're saying, Stafford. Uh, I think I cannot say for sure that the star system has been abolished or something like that because we still have, for example, in another outlet of media, oh, like in music, in sphere, we, we still right, have the Billie I'll... Eilish that is now known by everybody
0: across the world and whatever. But I think... Don't, don't you besmirch Billy Eilish's name in my presence. I'm not going to... I, I know
2: you're you're, you're his secret boyfriend, don't uh. worry. Uh, no, but at the same time, I think all across media, that kind of stuff, like, it, it's true, like, you're getting more sophisticated consu- uh, consumers of the media. Because, like, relating to the latest episode that we released, um, the cinematic trailers, these kind of moments have become not that big of a deal you know in that sense like as we mentioned in that episode when you watch cinematic in the video game like it was this big humongous moment where it was like oh damn like i need to pay attention to this now mm-hmm. and we can translate to that to any part of media like for example just talking about music like before if like two big artists like did a collaboration it was like oh man like i need to hear this song like i need to see like this style how to how they merge each other and whatever now every now and then like they're collaborating with big artists small artists like it's just like who cares at this point you know like if you enjoy the song cool but you're not going to make this humongous event about it and at the same time it's it's kind of like the same thing with movies like i remember they released like recently well recently a couple of years ago the movie with uh, sylvester stallone and like arnold schwarzenegger about oh the yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. And yeah they expected be... like yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, I mean, it was recent, like in the 2010s, 2010s kind of like era, yeah, you know? So it's a, it, 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 yeah. Is that a movie? Is that Breakout? No,
0: that's not Breakout. Something like that.
2: But at the end of the day, like, they expected that to be like the next big thing, also, you know? Yeah. And, and it's it's not. Like, even though you have these household names in the action genre. The called a like, plan it's called It's Like
0: 2013. I
1: don't want you to put that in there. Yeah. Well, and also there was okay, um, a, a similar a similar film, Red, wasn't
0: it? No, but, but okay, I but feel like red yeah,
1: works. where they did a similar thing where it was like a bunch of household red names.
0: Red works, and it's weird. red works, but not for the cast. Like so it's, it's weird. Like red is a David Ayer movie. I'm not a big fan of David Ayer, but it works somehow. Hmm. Like red is a movie that I can rewatch easily.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, you were you were saying, Rodrigo? <laughs> you if you were I like I interrupted there. you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I just think like th- these kind of collaborations and these kind of like big moments that maybe on the minds of the producers or in the mind of people like creating this kind of content, uh, they're like, oh, this is going to hit because I have this name attached. When nowadays, I think the name attached doesn't matter. Yeah. The the, mm-hmm. the people are looking for the content, for the for the flavor, let's say for the food, you know, like they're mm-hmm. not looking for, oh, mm-hmm. it looks freaking nice or something. They're looking for, it actually tastes good. Does it actually is worth my money to spend watching this? Does it actually spend my time watching this? Like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think Quibi, like just kneeling down to Quibi because I think we have derailed a bunch, but I love this conversation. Uh, Quibi fails to do that. And yeah. I'm going to tell real quick a story. Well, no, Arthur, you can uh, say that. Tuc- you can tuc- scrap the
0: Thanks. First and foremost, I love us down here, the trenches, indie filmmakers and all that. Pointing at Academy Award nominee David Ayer and going, you, you suck. Your movies are not good. You. Yeah, Warner born a brother's director. No, I love that. Great. And also the second. I didn't
1: say anything about that. that I, didn't, I didn't say that. It was you.
0: We're all in this together. We're all in this together.
1: Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No,
0: like...
2: In that sense, David. I, w- I never want to be felt held accountable for anything you David, say. Like, are...
0: these five <laughs> episodes that we have released, I don't agree with anything you David, say. David, we are all together in this.
1: One of these days, we're all going to be Hollywood big shots. We're going to be, you know, famous. We're going to know all the right people. And we're going to revisit this podcast. And Arthur, we're going to sit you down with everybody you've ever shit-talked on this. <laughs> and we're going to make you, like, defend your position. And it's gonna be great.
0: Oh. It'll
1: be it'll be like Moose Mike point two, or something. Wait,
0: Moose Mike hot seat. Yeah. It's like <laughs> me and David Ayer, then me and Sam Raimi, mm-hmm. and then me and David Cage. You know what? <laughs> like all these people. It, it would be. It will be cool if one day like we actually like make
2: it, and then do, we make like a roast of Arthur, do do you know, like seat. and just invite everybody that he has cheated on in in the podcast. Oh, you know? that, that, that's you know acceptable?
0: My second thing I was gonna say is that. Netflix gets away with buying shit in the movies and just saying it's a Netflix original and putting it there because they're not restricted to a telephone and they're not restricted to 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Quibi can't do that. Quibi can't, just can't go to fucking, what's the name of it? Could you try Becca, buy a bunch of indie movies there and publish for them? Because mm-hmm. the format is In theory, different. he could. We could go for short film festivals, I guess. In theory- but then you wouldn't have no no no. But but show-worthy things.
2: In theory, they could, they could, because it's just like in the same vein of like, um, I don't know, like getting the rights to old movies and then adapting them. For example, to the four K interface of like Netflix and all, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there's there's work to be done for it to be, uh, accessible or to be fitting for the platform. But it wouldn't be impossible no but and but the, the, well I'll, I'll let you finish before i go into my story the, because it relates to what you're the saying there is the
0: issue i think it's netflix is is that like netflix has such a broad range of tv shows and movies where they can pretty much put anything in there. The problem with Quibi is that what we're saying is that we're watching these shows. Mm-hmm. On all of these shows feel like they're just movies or other T V shows cut in a thousand pieces. Instead of something that was made to be ten minutes long, it was just cut into being ten minute long. Mm-hmm. And I don't I feel like that's a problem that Netflix doesn't have. Because Netflix doesn't have the restriction of being ten minutes long. So you can just like let the original vision stand instead of having to buy a show of William Hemsworth and cutting in six minute episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's a, a like we. I know we're like kind of down talking Quibi a lot, but they do have it hard. It's not easy what they're trying to do. I
1: think. I mean, again, like because we, I, you know, I guess peek behind the curtain for the audience. Uh, we we talked a little bit about this uh, ahead of time, and one of the things that we were talking about was a bit of like specifically this the marketing perspective, um, and I've got to say their marketing not good because I didn't even know this existed until we started talking about it. And since we started talking about it, I didn't, I have still not seen a single ad, a single, um, mention of it anywhere. Like there's no, there actually really hasn't been a huge marketing push for it, which is not good because obviously they've sunk a lot of money into it. Um, so where's, where's the, you know, where, where's the,
2: and that's the well, thing, for, for me it happened the other way around. Like I, I got like a bunch of ads and all that kind of stuff, but all those ads didn't tell you what mm-hmm. Quibi was, you know? Like at first it was kind of like, oh, a Quibi and a Quibi and all that kind of stuff. And like, forget me to, like forgive me to say in it, but I don't know, for example, if in the US from uh, where you come from stuff or like Quibi means something or, so, or, or, or that was my thought mm-hmm. of process, you know? I was like, maybe because I'm not like English native, like I'm missing on something. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck is a Quibi? Uh, but I was never like, oh w- w- I'm going to search mm-hmm. for a Quibi or something. I was just like this seems like stupid right. and annoying, it d- you know? It and does then sound like, like a
0: British thing. Like Oi mate, of, how are yeah. you gonna pay for the beer? Oh I got a Quibi. Like here <laughs> hearing mm. a good old mate Alex oh, like hey Alex pop <laughs> Alex up, pop- <laughs> oi can you guys be me quibbies? A quibba? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but at, at the moment when I saw those ads, I was like, man, like, this is just sounds stupid. Like, I'm not going to check it out. And then they released, like, a whole second wave of Quibi ads where, the like, they wave. had, for example, <laughs> yeah, like, the second wave, kind of like a COVID thing, right? But, like, they had a second wave of um, of ads for Quibi where they had, like, Liam Hemsworth and, like, all these guys explain like, well, they, they asked the question, like, what is Quibi? And they don't even know, like, well, how the fuck do you market, like, your own stars don't know mm-hmm. what Quibi is. And then like finally they released, like oh Quibi stands for quick bites. And it's like really? Like I had to go for three ways of like marketing to finally find out that it means
1: right. quick that's bites? Yeah. For? Well and it's just
2: Yeah, yeah, that's Quibi. Like quick bites. Just like shortcut.
1: Yeah, no crickets. <laughs> like I might I may or may not cut in uh, a cricket sound effect here after that. Uh, um
0: I got no words for that. <laughs> yeah, I just
1: I've, like and and wow. you know, I mean, again, here here we are, right? Like, obviously, these people have money, so you know, who are we to really say like, oh, these people more that money are, than us. yeah, they got more money than us. They're they're working stars or whatever. Like, what what really can we say? But I've got like
0: let, let's we Check, Liam Samsworth. If it's not, an oh my God.
1: Right. Well,
2: yeah.
0: um, <laughs> oh, this
1: this is going to die. Really good. Oh. oh. boy. Um, I'll make I'll make my one point, and then Rodrigo, I'll I'll let you loose um yeah which is uh which is just (laughs) that and i mentioned this before is if you're gonna if you're gonna limit yourself to mobile content which isn't like that's a decision and it's not a good or a bad one inherently like you can say like nope you know what we're gonna focus and that's gonna be our platform is mobile then you have to take it you have to know your know the audience that's going to be on mobile and tailor your content to mobile and also then tailor your platform to mobile so one of the things that pissed me off is I got a text message while I was watching one of these seven-minute shows on my phone because that's the only place I can watch it. I want to respond to the text message, but I don't want to stop watching the show. That's the beauty of of a phone, of a mobile, of a smartphone specifically, is I can do both of them. I can say, oh yeah, sure, I'll pick up eggs in the five seconds that it takes me to do that without completely stopping what stopping the show, stopping the content, and Queebee doesn't allow that, okay. which is a ki- well, like that's a that's just a killer sorry. for me.
0: Yeah, so like I, I guess that comes down to like personal like again uh, the, uh, gonna pre- this problem because I'm a psychopath, but I can't <sighs> mm. like if if I receive a text message I'm pausing the show, even if it's just a quick hi like, I. I like I'm the kind of person to watch the show. I have I see a good scene and I go back and watch the scene again like two times. Hmm. Like I'm that kind of person. Like I want to see everything. So like that was never an issue for me because like if I got a text message, even if I'm watching my Netflix, I'm not gonna pause, but I'm probably gonna rewind a bit. Gotcha. <laughs> like people, like I have people complain. Like I have, my ex girlfriend complain a lot about watching movies with me because every time something cool happened or something interesting happened, I would like, oh no, I gotta see it again. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the, yeah i can see that becoming the, the, the annoying person
1: <laughs> yeah that's funny well yeah but i i think i i would i would hazard a guess and say that mobile on the mobile platform your the people that you know your target audience or your most of your audience is going to have the same problem i had which is you know oh yeah I want to do, like, uh, you know, that's it, is I got a text message, or I need to check my calendar really fast, or, you know, any number of things that if you, you know, if that's what your market, if that's what your platform is going to be, you have to account for that platform, you have to say, like, okay, that's going to be a reality of people watching on a phone, no matter how short we cut it, whether it's 30 seconds, whether it's 30 minutes, if it's on a fo- if it's on a mobile platform, it has to take into consideration the other things that are also on a mobile platform you know which is text messaging calendars any number of you know a million things that people are gonna be doing while consuming your content and you want that that's a good thing frankly because it means that they're like for somebody to the if you into if somebody has to stop watching to do something else the chances of them coming back drop sharply right? I've already stopped watching the show, right? Now I'll switch to playing a phone game instead, right? Now you know whatever. There's
0: also, the issue of all these shows ending in six minutes and having a whole credits and intro scene, mm-hmm. like, do I want to go another six minutes without checking Facebook?
1: Right. And that's and yeah, no,
0: I understand. Like, I understand.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's I don't know that. Yeah, that was kind of my, my point. Is like, if there were one improvement that I think would would earn them a lot of good faith in my eyes it would be to allow to do just like the sh- do the smaller screen and let you do other things on your phone at the same time cuz i'm a big multitasker and i know a lot of people on mobile are also multitaskers and that is a huge thing for me the ability to multitask
0: kind of watch a movie with a phone in their hands
1: um not it depends if I'm, if it's I'm a saying movie that's
0: that as like i've already watched a movie like i watched solo with you so like I didn't notice, but are you?
1: Uh, you if it's you? a movie that I've like already seen, or it's a movie that I'm not really interested in, like, yeah. But if but if a movie is like a good movie that I've never seen before, I'm all for like investing. N- nothing. Hundred percent. Nothing
0: <laughs> triggers. So, nothing triggers me as much as like either people talking during movies. Oh yeah. Or like I, I I I've I've already said okay right now like I've already had situations where I would go we're not watching this movie. Why? Because you can't fucking behave. Oh. <laughs> you know you know what Did not fucking
2: behavior it, it was cool it was cool that stafford like said like big statements but in academic english you know like not saying i feel this way but more like in the sentence he's telling you everything but he's not telling you straight to your face that for example mm-hmm. solo sucks and
0: he was he wasn't interested in no 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 Stafford like solo as we had this conversation stafford is man man <laughs> Stefan, so we to back ripen. me up here? Because he, we watched Solo because I looked at you and said, "Yeah, I like Solo," and I like Solo too. Let's watch Solo.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So and I quote: Stafford said, "When there's a good movie and I'm fully interested, I don't have my phone." You know,
0: but he didn't have his phone out on Solo.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's mm-hmm. I didn't
0: notice at
2: least. Oh, I, I think mm-hmm. I, I I understood otherwise. Yeah. I he was.
1: I don't. I, I do remember I watching Solo one. in at your apartment, but I don't remember whether or not I had my phone out because it
0: was yeah. so long ago. Solo's but, a good uh, movie, it just has, it's just a very dark movie, like you can't see anything, but it's a good movie. Yeah. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars movies. No, not one of my favorite. It's probably, it's, it's one of the few Star Wars movies that I actually enjoy.
1: Oh, so, there you go. There you go. That's good. Uh, Rodrigo, you, you've been holding on to this story of yours for a while now. I'm, I'm excited. Hit me with it. Yeah. You, okay. you The build-up is I'm there.
2: Going, I'm going straight to the story after, real quick, this. Yeah, I know we have been cheating on Quibi, but... Um, I think what I respect from Quibi is that the fact that they're trying to do something new, mm-hmm. the fact in, in both ways, the the interface and also the, um, the content that they're creating in some of their shows, beyond the reality TV, I think they're redoing a lot of stuff that is not appealing, at least for me as an audience. But some of the cinematic shows, I think they have an interesting concept. It's just like the way it's formed is what takes mm-hmm. me out of it. So that's my good uh, sense yeah. to Quibi, you know, even if they don't care. So, going to the story. Um, yeah. So, mm. when Quibi started going and, like, actually delivering shows, I had one of our actresses from our web series, Oh My God, uh, that probably in another podcast we go into depth of, like, what is it about and all that kind of stuff. But let's just say we have a web series, and we're trying to make the full first season. So, this actress reaches out to me and tells me, like, oh, like, it would it be cool if we actually got to... Like be for example on Quibi, you know, the the problem with one of these things is like uh for first of all like the series in theory is owned by uh Vancouver Film School, uh at least the the, the episode that we made under the banner of Vancouver Film School, you know, so it will be doing the the series May from God the, the get go. May God
0: what? bless our souls.
2: May God bless our souls. Yeah. Uh. No, and, and beyond that, you know, like it, like it, it if well let's get into that (laughs) but like if if we if we was uh uh willing to help us out like of course we will do it you know like of course we will do like reheart from the first episode all the way to episode 10 or whatever or yeah we could reshoot it so i was like okay that's interesting you know like and and i and in my mind i was like let's go full entrepreneur uh kind of thing and let's reach out to Quibi if they're interested, you know, if we can set up like a pitch, uh, Zoom meeting or whatever, just to see if we have any chance. So I talked to Quibi. <laughs> it sounds so freaking weird that wait, I'm wait, wait, this. So wait, what?
0: Quibi himself? Mr. Quibi, no, not not Mr. Mr. Quibi. Quibi?
2: Not. What's the name of the guy? No, uh, Frankenheart? Or what's the name of the uh, person of Quibi? Uh... Well, no, I was gonna I, say, I wait a minute, you talked talk to the guy. president uh, of
1: Quibi, hold on. Quibi. Why was this not, why was this not news? Oh. Guys?
2: No, cut Guys. Jeffrey Katzember, I didn't talk Kay. to that guy. You are, Just to you be didn't clear. You did like, Mr. Quibi.
1: Okay. Yeah, Quibi. Yeah, to the audience.
2: No, Mr. Quibi, This This is he lies. he's no, not heard about this.
1: So you are hearing about this at the same time yeah. we are hearing about this. So... No, no,
0: no, I heard it a long time ago. What? He told me this a few months ago. What?
1: Oh my God! All right, Rodrigo, lay it, it, on, me. Like lay it on me. It like a month Lay it has been a
0: minute. It's been a minute. That he told me about it. I thought you knew. Okay. I you
2: knew. Okay, this is. That's fine. But... Uh... Keep going. Okay. Go.
1: You talk to Kwibi. Uh... I need to know.
2: <laughs> Keep stabbing me in the back. That's no, uh, fine. Uh, I just I need to hear. Uh... Tell me what happened.
0: Uh, in, in my defense, I thought you knew, so I'm gonna let Rodrigo apologize to you. That's fine.
2: Uh, Maybe I'll leave this story just like in here right now, just for a future episode as a cliffhanger, you know? Kind of like a Quibi episode. I'm going to cut it short.
1: You're killing me. You're killing me. No, not really.
2: Uh, (laughs) So I reached out to Quibi and their headquarters. Um, I talked to a bunch of people. Uh, Maybe Arthur can like... Say that I'm not bullshitting because he knows how insistent I, I am when I set my mind to things. Too insistent. So I talked to a bunch of people in, in Quibi. Like I was very persistent. Uh, finally I, I reached out to one of the executives from Quibi. Um, I pretty much pitched the story, not not big details, because you know, like we are super paranoid I we don't want our ideas to be still. So um and and the thing that I found really interesting is that uh, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm. It sounds really interesting. The thing is like, if you don't have a big name attached at this moment, like we're not looking into that. And also like we usually work with uh, curated filmmakers. So for me, it was kind of weird, you know. Like, I, and it's not me being salty or anything like that. Of course, I would love to have a Quibi show, <laughs> or whatever platform at this mm-hmm. point, you know. Like I think it will be a, a really big step for us as a production company, or or just as, as our careers in general. It will it will be cool to go through that system even though from what i notice as production assistant it's not the most creative or the most freedom uh, movement kind of thing but i i that I, that sticks to me you know because now we're seeing that those big names uh, and also they mentioned like they have an overflow of content at at the moment when they mentioned that so i don't know if they were bullshitting or not but because i'm just seeing a couple of shows in their platform uh, as arthur mentioned when i was like searching for it so for me it's like okay the 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 big name is not working the curated filmmaker because even they got spielberg to do a show for them called after dark and that's not working and now you're saying like you're you're putting like so much like my point with this whole story is like you're putting so much barriers between like people that want to help you out or that want to be participating in your mm-hmm. startup thing Instead of like, okay, like let's give it a chance and let's try to make this more like a community out of this. Kind of like a loyalty brand kind of thing, you know? Oh yeah, so that the thing that I'm saying is like, I think one of the things that is not working, and even though it looks cinematic, is like I think Quibi will be like a super awesome place where short films could thrive and where young filmmakers or upcoming filmmakers could do some testings and some pro- prove some concept, because at the end of the day, like they're showcasing that they're open to making new concepts with their shows. So why are you trying to make this like an elite thing when it's like the the nature of the thing or the, or the core of the project, let's say of Quibi, is short content with different ideas and new faces, you know, kind of style. Or that's that's what I see like the platform Cool Tribe, you know, in that moment. And mm-hmm.
0: again, again, let's let's go let's go back to the competition, Netflix. Netflix doesn't have the same formula as Squibby, but they've done something similar. And like Netflix like love Deaf and Robots. Everyone has everyone here watched yeah. Love Death and Robots? Oh yeah.
1: Love it. F- fantastic. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Fantastic
0: yeah. show. One of the best Netflix shows. That's just a bunch of animations they got from three different studios that they were pitched and made into a one anthology series. They're not connected at all. Mm-hmm. They just have a similar theme, they, you know? That's what Quibi could do. Like if they want to make TV shows, grab a bunch of horror short films that are made to be played mm-hmm. for 10 minutes each, not cut to be 10 minutes each. Mm-hmm. And then you make an anthology series out of it, you know? That, that's something they could do. But they're, tr- they're trying to use traditional media on an untraditional format. And mm-hmm. it's clearly not yeah. working.
1: Yeah, I think I agree. I think if there's one takeaway, it's not that Queeby's a bad idea or it's not that it's like, you know, like they, they, they're they doing something new and that's awesome. And it's good to see. But I think that's that's probably sums it up perfectly is you're doing something new and you're trying a new thing and you're and you're kind of you're you're in unexplored territory. But instead of saying, all right, let's then let's abandon the previous roadmap. Like, let's take and do something. We're in this whole new place, this whole new you know way of doing it. So let's do new stuff. They're saying no. We're in this whole new place, this whole new way of doing it. So we're going to do it the old way, and just hope that somehow it applies yeah. to this new situation. Like it. It. I, I don't know.
2: I think it's. Um, it has good intentions. I think if the executive from Quibi like could redirect those emotions and those good thoughts into a plan. Where it integrates new filmmakers and new people, kinda of like the people that they're trying to appeal, like twenty five to thirty five people or just people that have like some new ideas to actually use the gimmick of the phone. And as uh, and as Stafford mentioned, like doing some stuff like let you do multitask. Maybe even like let you uh mm-hmm. stream it in your computer or something. Right now that is the thing that you're using in the pandemic and like I don't know, like maybe after the the COVID outbreak, it will be also like a really heavy influence on everybody's life. At least I know that it, it will be on mine and it will be like a pleasure to stream it on a computer rather than a, a, a smartphone, you know? So that's that's my final thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. I think I, I don't trash the idea. I just trash the, the thing of like making an elite move or trying to kind of like the, the move when they, they were trying to do TV on YouTube. I think they're trying to do the same thing with Quibi of trying to make Hollywood on a streaming platform when yeah. they could actually do it. It's just the, the way it's directed, mm-hmm. you know? That's that.
1: Yeah. Well, and the, what's interesting too is you look at like what YouTube actually did is so YouTube started actually when when they started trying to make like TV on YouTube and, and do it, you know, um, they used uh, a lot of the names and faces from... Uh, from youtube like well-known youtube people so they actually embraced sort of their own roots in a way uh, um because i know for a fact like uh, good game was one of their shows that did pretty well and it featured the game grumps as video game players and they weren't them like they were playing characters they weren't themselves but it's still there was like this sense of a nod that the show itself actually nodded to the platform and said like we acknowledge that the people who are watching good game are people who have watched youtube and are familiar with these people in their youtube personas you know um and embracing that so i think i think in a way it's probably been more successful for youtube because of that they've acknowledged their platform whereas you know yeah quebe seems much more content with you know no we're just going to make it like everybody else in hollywood but we're going to do it differently
2: yeah yeah. It's kind of like they're trying to be well, something else, right? You know. Instead of like uh, actually recognizing yeah.
0: their platform. That's the exact thing. And it's like, mm-hmm. one of my closing thoughts are that I, I preach, I, if I have a feeling here is that they put the carriage before the horse on the road. Mm-hmm. Like they're, There's audience building, right? YouTube didn't pop out of nowhere. Netflix didn't pop out of nowhere. The MCU, the biggest movie series that we have today, didn't pop out of nowhere. They all had
1: mm-hmm.
0: somewhat of a small start, where they grabbed an audience and they grew into it. Instead of just jumping in with a bunch of different shows, and again, if you look at everything, every one of these things that worked, it's what Rodrigo said. They did not go Hollywood establishment. the them Hamsworth, Sam Raimi. Let's get all these well-known guys. Get them to work. That's that's what they do now because now they have an audience. Mm-hmm.
2: And now everybody,
0: now everybody of those guys
2: want to work with them. Is not the yes, other way around.
0: But they grew by doing original content with new people. YouTube had all YouTube pretty much kickstarted and ran with personality-led content on the internet. That's how they, as you said that's how they grew with PewDiePie, with uh, Superwoman, with Smosh, with all these guys that were there since the beginning. They grew the channel. Netflix, Netflix didn't start with fucking blockbusters movies with that they're doing nowadays. No, Netflix started with stuff, smaller stuff, right? And they it also, th- like, built up sh- some people. Yeah, they, they built up some, they, get, they got some TV shows, like, stuff like, now they, I think it, like, stuff like Stranger Things, which, with the exception of the showrunners and one actress, most of the quest, most of the, most of the main cast is new you know, and, and also I think literally that, new and in and this in that's the main
2: uh, the movie Beast of Donation, Nation like I think that was like a huge hit mark for Netflix like just getting that kind of appeal of like it should be nominated to the Oscars and just like yeah. bringing that acting from Idris Elba and such a humane story that's I think at least from my perspective before Stranger Things and anything that's what, what like the movie that put Netflix on the mark you know mm-hmm. of, like okay they're doing really good content on their own you know
0: yes oh yeah mm-hmm. and i think quibi's a. I don't want to say quibi's a good idea because i don't know if it's a good idea i need to to plan out to say if it's a good idea because honestly like they think the big thing that stefan says is that like if i'm like if i'm on the bank line right and i'm waiting for my chance to at to the teller i'm not gonna watch an eight minute long short film i'm gonna text people i would watch a 10 minute long short film if i could text people while i do it but i can't as stefan pointed out so i'm just gonna text people you know, right. I feel like there's a lot of troubleshooting they have to go through on the platform itself before it becomes something that it can be wildly accepted. That without mentioning their content. Issues. Issues, yeah. Issues in quotes because they're not really issues. They're issues we have with it. It's, you get it. Yeah, it kind of does, right? Because yeah. we're the consumers in some sense. We are the consumers. Anyway, uh, let's recommend some movies and call it a day. So what are we doing? Are we recommending like Quibi shows, or, or what,
2: what the hell are we Will doing? You recommending no, any, no, 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 no. Well, I'm as not. As I'm as not.
0: A... I actually have so one we prepared. Can recommend this anything week. you want, because I don't have a Quibi show to recommend. I'm sorry, yeah. Quibi. I'm sorry, Mister Quibi. I can't recommend one of your okay. shows.
1: Oof. I mean, to recommend something from brief, Quib, Quibi briefly before uh, rec- jumping to another thing, um, the. Uh, what was uh, God? The most dangerous game was was pretty well done. I felt um, again. It, like I, I agree with you, Rodrigo. As a movie, it probably would have been a little bit less jarring and a little weird, or a little less weird. But the one I actually really want to recommend today is Little Fires Everywhere. So my roommate and I just finished it. It's an Amazon original, and like I, I it it was hard to watch. In a way, and I know some of that is specifically because of some of my own personal history with with family issues, but that show did such a good job with moral gray, and like touches on issues of racism, touches on issues of um, like family, um, like fa- family drama, and like uh, like fa- family issues, and just. And does it with such subtlety and and uh, moral gray area so so well. Just oh my god, amazing! Like there's the point for me where I realized that the show was doing a good job of illustrating a really difficult moral gray area issue is when I couldn't tell of the two kind of main characters. I couldn't tell which one of them was the good guy or which one was the hero. Like, which of these two characters am I supposed to be rooting for? And I, and like, or supposed to, or just who should I root for? Like me as a person, who do I agree with? Because one of them, it's set in the nineties and there's, um, the, the two leads, one's white, one's black. And there's a very clear kind of racial issue there that, that is illustrated throughout the show. But then there's also a lot of actions taken by both characters that aren't specifically racist that are just kind of these weird morally gray who do i agree with they're both trying to be good people like it's clearly illustrated they're both trying to be good but both of them in various different ways do things that are not good and it was it was really hard for me to like reconcile okay the white lady is is being racist like there's there's no denying that but also, I'm disagreeing with a lot of the actions taken by the um, by the black lady. No, watch it, 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 watch it. I didn't. I, I'm gonna shut up now. I'm gonna stop talking. People, it. I'm editing out my spoiler. I'm an idiot. So, Sorry. Uh, watch the show. It's good. It's really good.
2: We all really watch
0: it and have re- re- an re- episode on this. My, my recommendation is a movie called Six Sense. By the way, he's dead by the end of it, but it doesn't matter. It's a good movie. You should watch it. <laughs>
1: Fucking what? <laughs> Spoilers!
0: <laughs> That's what you just did right here, you know, <laughs> like this guy. Or, I know, say... Go ahead, Rodrigo. Recommend a movie or a TV show.
2: Okay, I'm going to do the normal recommendation and a Quibi recommendation because I I, I don't want to trash Quibi. Uh, so my recommendation from Quibi is Survive, the show that has Sophie Turner as the protagonist. Overall, I think it's well acted. Like I I think a lot of people has. Like his own opinion about Sophie Turner because of uh her role on uh, Game of Thrones and also in the X Men movies. But overall, I think she's an actress with promises to be really good in the future. Uh, it, I think this series in particular showcases that. Uh, the only thing that I don't like about the series is it goes a little ridiculous with some Fast and the Furious moment where it's like, okay, like I know I know the freaking show is called Survive, but. With this fucking situation, you should have died, you know? A bunch of freaking times. So, that's that. um With Quibi, my other recommendation... And I think I'm going to become, like, the anime recommendation from Moose Mike. But I recommend this... Well, it's not new because I think it's episode 8 at this point. But this anime uh called Tower of God uh is so freaking good. Like, it's Mm. it's nothing that I have recommended in the past. It's not the typical shonen or it's not the typical... Uh, young hero story like it's it's really surreal has a lot of plot twists has a lot of character development right from the get-go so yeah those are my mm. recommendations
1: that's uh crunchy roll it? yeah
2: yeah they adapted the webtoon to the anime yeah. and like it, I'm, I'm having a blast watching it
0: so mm. recommending things for me is hard on this show because, because you always go
2: to Tiger King and that's it. The reason why I always go Tiger King I know Tiger, I was gonna say how's this gonna, go gonna to relate Tiger to Tiger King, King?
0: Explain myself. The reason why I always go to Tiger King is because I watch I, I don't I don't watch new things that often. I watch like fifteen year old shows and movies and like So my recommendation is gonna be something I've been watching and it's a really new show just started called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> I'm sorry, it's what I'm watching. <laughs> it's what what i've been watching for the past two weeks and i'm gonna recommend it i was like again one of these episodes is gonna come out as soon as i just watch something new and then yeah so i I can recommend i can recommend always sunny or arrival those are the two newest things i watched
2: (laughs) my my only question with that is like so are we going to have like first to fifth episode of the podcast all tiger king and then like six to ten is going to be oh it's always uh sunny so, in philadelphia or something i mean i'm watching going to be like
0: so okay so today i'm gonna to recommend season one of always sunny next week i'm gonna recommend season two of always sunny you know and that's how we're gonna roll. no uh no next okay next week i'm gonna recommend arrival that's what i'm gonna do okay this week i'm gonna recommend always sunny next week yeah i got it i got it, I got it. don't worry don't worry. anyway always sunny plan, in philadelphia good. i hate sitcoms i really do not like sitcoms i They're not for me, but Always Sunny is like the anti sitcom in a way. It's so different. It's so unique. It's so funny. You probably already watched it because it was created in two thousand and five. I haven't. It's a really good show. It's really funny. That's what I've been doing for quarantine is watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And if I have to recommend a Quibi show, I'm guessing i to recommend the Sam Raimi one because it's still it's like it's although it has a weird Quibi formatting that we talk about for the whole episode. Sam Raimi is still a pretty interesting director to watch. Like he's, he does good stuff, and I feel like you could see his style on it. You know, even though he didn't direct all of them, he produced most of them. It's still yeah. You can made. you can
2: see his seamless as
0: the showrunner. So yeah, that's my Quibi recommendation. It's I don't know the name of it. It's the, one of the fifty states, and each state has a murders. You can find it. It's just look Sam Raimi, you'll find it. And that's the show. Thank you everyone for joining us on our Quibi episode. We'll be back in two weeks where we talk about uh-huh. something completely new. And now we're at Spotify. Probably it will be the Snyder Cut if I have my say on this. But no promises. Uh-huh. See you in two weeks and check us out at Spotify. now. <laughs> Bye-bye.